What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Barbells and Trails podcast. I am your host, Brett, and we are back here with another episode. Uh, before we really get into this, um, I guess I, I need to just stop doing that intro, I feel like. I feel like I need to change it up, make it more uh, natural, but hey, we're learning. Um, before we, I really get into the episode, like I've told you guys, this episode is about the life and teachings and just all about Wim Hof. Um, but before I get into that, I would like to thank you guys. I forgot to mention it on the last episode. I think we had already hit it um, on hitting a thousand views on the YouTube channel. I've gotten over a thousand views so far, which is amazing. Um, and not only that, the past couple days have kind of, in my books, gone quote-unquote viral. Uh, today, actually, one of my clips that I uploaded has gotten 111 views, um, which is kind of ridiculous for me on the stuff I post. Sadly, I, the retention's not great. and I, I feel like it's because I don't have video yet, but... You guys know that that is eventually coming into the playbook. And not only that, I, I posted a reel a couple weeks ago. And uh, this weekend, I got like over 100 likes on it. And got almost, I think, 2,000 or more views just out of the blue. And it and it had been um, posted for about two weeks, which is really random. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. And I, I appreciate your guys' support. Hopefully you do go subscribe and follow the Instagram. Um, I've been working on the studio and trying to figure out what equipment I need to buy and um, going to hopefully move the podcast setup. And by that, I just mean like my PC and everything over hopefully this week um, sometime once I get some of the equipment ordered. I might wait a little longer until I get everything I need so I don't gotta like wait on stuff in case it gets to the point where I need to record another podcast and I'm not ready. I don't necessarily want to be over there and not have everything um, prepared to make it harder but I guess that's en enough for a catch up. I feel like uh, I guess let's really get into it. So Wim Hof don't know if uh, many of you necessarily know who he is or uh, what he's known for, but Wim Hof, born April 20th, 1959, also known as the Iceman, is a Dutch, sorry, a Dutch motivational speaker and extreme athlete, n n noted for his ability to withstand very low temperatures. So, Wim Hof is uh, basically, he is the Iceman. He has um, he has been able to uh, break, I think, over 26 records from, uh, yeah, a total of 26 world records from doing his uh, breathing techniques, yoga, meditation, and frequency of cold exposure. And he has been subject to m several medical assessments and a book written uh, by an investigative journalist, Scott Carney. 
and um, he, he's he's done quite a lot in his life. So we're gonna kind of get into that. The main resource I'm using for uh, for this podcast is his book, his newest book, The Wim Hof Method, that was released in 2021, I believe. It's uh, let me see here. It's been a second. I think it was 2021. Yeah, 2020. So I was close. Um, I knew it was fairly recent, but. Uh, using that and then just some other videos I've seen of him and so, some of the stuff he's done and got a little bit of a uh, better insight to his life and stuff and and stuff like that but all right so early life of Wim Hof uh, so in his book he talks about several things actually he talks about um kind of how immediately he uh had battled and played with death um at a v- during his birth when his mother was giving birth they did not know that she actually had twins and so they she'd given birth to his brother and the doctors had actually taken her back to the room to recover and even though she knew something else was wrong because I think at that point he said that she's had she had four kids something like that and the doctor and the nurses didn't want to listen and turned out that there was another baby in there and it was Wim Hof himself and he actually was born and when he came out he was purple because he nearly suffocated to death while in the womb because they were not aware of his uh his life they weren't aware he was even in there sadly back then you didn't have ultrasounds to show you what um what all was in there exactly so it was kind of up in the air but he is actually an identical twin and in his young life he uh grew up in uh yeah and uh Dutch that's the Netherlands yes uh grew up in the Netherlands and uh was right between Belgium and Germany right in that border near there and he uh talked talked about stories where he was a um newspaper delivery boy and he actually had to go through I think parts of both countries and delivers different types of newspapers because the different languages um, people speak depending on where he was delivering. But not only that, at several times in his young age, he had actually uh, came close to death again. Um, when he was real little, he actually fell asleep while outside in the freezing cold winter. And at the time, I think it's known as White Death and uh, basically when you're in super super cold uh i guess cold temperatures and you start to get hypothermic it makes you feel tired and sleepy and then once you fall asleep is typically after that you don't necessarily wake up luckily someone had found him or his parents had found him and they brought him inside and was able to take care of him 
but it actually happened to him later on in life as well when he was a few years older. Not only that, he talks about another time where when he was playing with, uh, I guess, a childhood friend or I guess a bully (laughs) would be a good way to put it. He talked about how the kid had poured or threw water on him at one point and it turned out that that was sewer water and he actually had a terrible um, infection that made him end up in the hospital for almost for nearly two weeks and in that sense he had also nearly died but from a very young age he uh, was very different than his family he chose to be to eat vegan is it vegan or vegetarian I think it might be vegan I don't want to get that wrong um at the age of 13 and uh so he he was very um very motivated by what he wanted to do and he realized that at least in his mind um he didn't want to be a part of animal cruelty or anything like that but um in 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 his early life when he was 17 he actually took several trips or well i think it might have been one long trip he twice actually he rode his bike from the Netherlands to uh, parts of Spain and, and uh, so him and his brother went on a massive bike ride just kind of without anything or out any plans just heading across parts of Europe to travel when he's 17 years old but um, when he got older he actually ended up living as a squatter he lived as a squatter for almost eight years and he uh, just kind of did what he wanted. He was very, and he even says that he was a, he was a hippie. Um, and uh, especially in the Netherlands, that kind of stuff isn't necessarily seen as uh, n- bad or negative. And people just kind of lived as they were when uh, someone would own a property, but just wanted to hold on to it then and sell it and make more money. Um, if they weren't going to rent it and allow it to be accessible, people would decide to live there. So, uh, it was actually in this time where he was able to meet his wife and he started to come upon, uh, what became the Wim Hof method. It was when he was living in the squatter house that he actually, um, first exposed himself to ice cold temperatures and it was just because he was curious and saw a frozen lake and decided he wanted to go in and without knowing it he kind of unlocked something in himself and realized that there might be more to it than just what people say in the sense of if you're in the cold you're going to get sick stuff like that and kind of opened his eyes to possibly what he was capable of and at that point, when he first did that, just like when you do get in the cold baths or showers, you get a rush of adrenaline and endorphins and all this stuff. So he, he felt really good. And so he kind of it, it made him curious about it. And he ended up going over and doing that over and over again, I think daily for years at that point. It was also while he was 
there that he met his wife, which was a very integral part of who he was and who he would end up becoming. And it was through their relationship that over time she had declined with her mental health and at that point had had they had had four kids together and so he was kind of uh, basically an only father or only father a single dad for part of his kid's life even when their mother was alive um, just because she was in such a state that she did not live with them at the time and they had moved back to the Netherlands where there was some sort of social safety net, I guess, would be a good word to put or a good way to put it. And he could still try finding a job, but be able to take care and sustain, sustain, sustain his family and take care of his children. But it was through that and him getting in that cold exposure originally that he started to realize uh, the breathing and stuff like that and the sense he can get in the body and how how his body felt at that point in time but uh, his wife because she was on such a mental decline eventually ended up committing suicide and it was after that that he ended up kind of chipping away at the method and realizing that some of the stuff he was doing kind of allowed him to deal with his wife's grief and or his wife's grief his wife's death and deal with his grief um in a better way than he would have any normal way or any normal person would so he just had to try to move on in the sense of he had to keep working and providing for his children and he uses the breathing techniques that we'll talk about here in a minute and the cold exposure and the stuff at this point he's done for years to try to help mitigate uh, his emotional response and grieve in a different way and get him through it better. But the whole way I actually came across the Wim Hof method or Wim Hof himself was actually through a Yes Theory video. I know Yes Theory has actually been... Um, kind of a topic in several of the past um, episodes which I don't like to keep bringing them up necessarily because I don't want it to always just be about them and the stuff they do but that was the first time I ever heard who Wim Hof was where they did a video with him um, I think at this point would have been three or four years ago and it kind of first got me intrigued by who he was and eventually led me to be interested in even purchasing his book because I was curious and wanted to learn more um, on my own and actually get a better sense of what he had to say with his methods but with his methods there's three pillars and that is cold breath and power of the mind so most of his work is all about basically taking control 
over the body on your own and by doing that you use breathing and cold exposure and basically your own mental capacity as a tool to kind of help alleviate your burdens and basically um, any pains or sufferings you might be dealing with the main thing he talks about in the book that he actually um, he talks about I feel like for first is cold exposure and how uh, he actually has a chapter titled uh, cold shower day keeps the doctor away and there's been studies before about cold exposure and stuff like that with people and there's been a lot of positive benefits to it and his stuff kind of um, falls in line with a lot of those studies and how that when you get into the cold it allows your muscles and your vascular system and your cir- your circulatory system to basically constrict just like if you were trying to exercise you're constricting the muscle and just and just as in the sense of when you take a hot shower in the sauna it helps open everything up and loosens everything the cold exposure does quite the opposite and because of that it allows all the vascular muscles throughout your body to actually uh, can constrict and to close up and strengthen themselves over time because it's a natural response for your body to deal with the cold temperatures is to do the constriction of the muscles in the vascular system so by doing this it basically allows your heart and your circulatory system to become stronger and uh, more um, versatile to I guess cold temperatures and extremes but it allows your body to basically take take out that um, that stress and alleviate some of it because your body's dealing with stress already from the cold so it kind of prepares your body to deal with it more and there's been studies on that before but it's uh what's the right word i think it's hormetic stress and it's basically stress that you put upon yourself just a little amount of stress nothing crazy but it's enough to get your body in a certain state of like a fight or flight and get a certain physical response chemically that basically allows your body to become more resilient Uh, it's kind of the same thing with cold exposure and just taking ice baths in general I mean that's where he goes with it but um, even doing saunas and extreme heat or even just exercising and running or weightlifting or anything like that it's like putting stresses onto your physical body and by doing that it gives you a mental effect in the sense of dealing with whatever physical stress I know that there's times when I haven't weightlifted in a long time and I go do a good workout or something I do feel mentally lighter and it's kind of like that where it's like doing these things and putting your body through these burdens kind of allows you to be more prepared um even joe rogan kind of talks about that 
in or he has in his podcast where he talks about how at times he doesn't feel any external stress from work or anything like that necessarily because he knows that the most stressful and difficult things he's done throughout his day or that day in general is stuff he's chose to do to himself like getting in the sauna and sit like which I love the sauna I wish I could use one more often but sitting in the sauna at almost 200 degrees for 20 minutes is physically a lot harder to deal with and at one point is a mental challenge just to force yourself to do it than dealing with any form of outside stress and other forms so it kind of allows you to be more adaptive to those those stress markers and make it easier for your body to handle but he talks about doing the cold exposure every day it can help strengthen your vascular system and your overall health and because of it it will help bring down your overall um, heart rate which in general can have a major effect on your overall health and stress levels the lower heart rate you have the less stress on the body um, and that's been proven in many ways and that's it's also why a hummingbird never lives as long as an elephant. An elephant's heart rate is very slow in comparison, where a hummingbird's heart rate beats almost 200 beats a minute. Uh, I, an elephant's, I think, is nowhere close, and they live a thousand times longer in comparison. And so it kind of shows ways like that and just how someone that's completely overweight and has a resting heart rate of 60 or higher is not going to necessarily have the best health or a longer life than someone that's an extreme athlete and has a resting heart rate of 40. So it just depends on the person and what you're trying to do. But that's his first, or that's not his first pillar, but that's one of the three pillars of the Wim Hof method. The second one is to breathe. Breathing kind of allows you to connect with yourself again, and it kind of becomes a form of meditation with how he does it. It's not necessarily his intent. It's not the same as doing a regular meditation, but it's basically taking in super, taking in big, deep breaths and filling, filling your lungs and belly and chest and just letting it go over and over again continuously for multiple rounds. And then after you do that for so many breaths, you exhale. And when you exhale, because your body is so full of oxygen from taking these deep breaths, and because of it, you've exhaled more, or, well, extracted more carbon dioxide from your bloodstream, it allows you to hold your breath for longer. I need to start doing the Wim Hof method on a daily basis. I have done it before. I have done the breathing. And I have, just the other day, I was able to hold my breath for about two minutes and six seconds. I've been able to do longer before, but that's what I was able to do the other day. But basically, by doing those breathing techniques, it allows you to um, basically put another form of stress on your body, which is lack of oxygen. And although you don't necessarily feel pain or you're not necessarily in and uh, any 
real risk it um it allows your body to handle that stress and because you're forcing it consciously and you're being conscious of what you're doing when typically you breathe um just automatically you can breathe i think it was like 24,000 breaths a day or something crazy and when you start to do that consciously it kind of connects you with your body in a different way and it's very similar to what regular meditation is in the sense of focusing on the breath and the mind and just being in the moment and feeling the breath and that that being the focus of of your mind it doesn't allow you to necessarily trail and thought and do this and that this doesn't necessarily focus on that um he does have other little breathing methods or techniques to do this but um the it, it is quite amazing what you do but basically you do the breathing like that and do the um exhale and then without oxygen for however long and then retention breath and you do that for several rounds um before finishing but that's the main extent of it but you can use it for about anything he actually goes over different ways to optimize your breathing for different situations throughout the book and he talks about how you can use it for endurance and you can use it for exercise and mental health and dealing with stress and um, how it can help with illness because it also helps lower your overall inflammation in the body which I'll kind of get to later he's been involved in several studies that have kind of helped prove some of these so this isn't all just um, statements stated by some some hippie from the Netherlands that breathes and meditates every day that he's been involved in multiple studies um, and multiple major universities in the United States and the Netherlands and a bunch of other places and all of basically everything he's stated kind of adds up in some way or another and there just seems to be more and more um, studies coming out to kind of help prove his uh, census but basically the the accumulation of the excess oxygen in the in the body allows it to do so much more in the sense of um, when doing athletic performances and when he talks about using it for endurance it basically fills your body with more oxygen and allows it to pr produce more ATP which is the chemical compound that allows our bodies to produce energy and actually do and exert our bodies in some physical form or another and so he talks about how you can just by breathing more when exercising it can allow you to do more and how it, it just allows your body to basically uh, take out the lactic acid because doing that breathing and getting more oxygen in the body makes it more alkaline and less acidic and it allows your body to perform at a higher standard or not a higher standard necessarily but more optimally than if you didn't so you can he talks about doing some of the breathing techniques and just busting out push-ups um, when you have no no oxygen in your lungs without breathing 
and doing so many push-ups that you might not have been able to do typically. So there, there is a lot in this book um, on the different ways he, he uses the breath, and it's quite amazing. And the testimonials from people and the people that have been dealing with disease and how all this has basically helped help them deal with help them deal with different um, issues but he talks about uh, breathing for exercise breathing to adjust to altitude um, extending your retention time uh, he, he's, he's used it for about any purpose you probably could and the sense of just thinking about it he he talks about using it for endurance and athletic performance and just a bunch of crazy stuff and it all it does all kind of add up in the way he breaks it down and how breathing is probably one of the most important things that you can do as a person in the sense of without it we aren't here life is not here without breath and the first thing we do in life is breathe so he kind of connects that all in also a spiritual way in the sense that breathing is life and without it we're not here and that basically being more connected to your breathing can allow you to perform better but uh, another reason why it's so good and especially in combination with the cold exposure is both of these have been proven to lower inflammation levels in the body and because of that that helps with many illnesses and other things but the third pillar of the Wim Hof method is power of the mind so he talks about using the mind to kind of be consistent and I guess um, understanding that you have more control over yourself and your natural abilities through through the control of your mind than you would actually expect. Um, he's been a part of a couple studies that kind of help point towards this direction and uh, stuff like that, but it it is kind of amazing some of the stuff he talks about, but it, it makes sense. Mindset is a lot in a lot of ways self-talk has a big way in how you look at yourself and everything else around you that it makes a lot of sense you got to have the right mindset going into things to necessarily look at it more opti optimistically and positively to kind of build into something and without necessarily good mindset it it's not going to necessarily be as effective so it definitely has it definitely has some um, some merit to that in some way or another but before we kind of get into some of the ways he's been able to prove these and into some of the studies i would like to talk about some of the records this man has broke like i said earlier he's broken 26 records um some of which have been uh i think beat beaten again at this point in time but at the time he had he has broken many so he actually climbed 
Mount Everest up to 24,300 feet in shorts and a pair of shoes alone. And uh, so that's without oxygen and without um, any other clothing, which is quite amazing. He has also been submerged in ice for almost two hours straight without allowing his his um, internal body temperature to drop at all. He's broken records swimming under a frozen lake for, uh, I think, 50-something meters. So, uh, however, far, however far that is. He's also summited Count... Or what? Count... He summited Mount Kilimanjaro in 28 hours, and that might not necessarily seem super impressive, but typically to summit Mount Kilimanjaro, it's a five-day process because you have to acclimate to the uh, altitude changes for your body and deal with the lower oxygen levels, so... That's actually very impressive. And that one, he actually broke it, broke the record multiple times where uh, the first time they did it, I think, in 40-something hours. The next time they did it in 30-something hours. And then the next time he did it in 28. So it that one's pretty impressive in the sense that he's been able to beat that time over and over again and blew the minds of um, mountaineers and a bunch of other people uh, scientists saying that because of what he was trying to do, he's risking the lives of the people that are climbing the mountain with him, and um, it was very dangerous because when he did that, he was hiking up with people, uh, people with Lyme disease and cancer and uh, rheumatoid arthritis and all the, all these other conditions that they basically thought he was a madman for trying to summit this mountain so quickly with that type of group of individuals. Not only that, but he has been able to run uh, and held the record for running a half marathon barefoot on snow and ice. Um, He's done some amazing feats and most of his stuff dealing with cold exposure in particular. Um, which is kind of crazy, but he kind of explains that where when he's in that, he kind of, uh, some of the breathing methods that he does, he has developed and also taken and adapted from older, uh, more ancient cultures and like Eastern cultures like um, India and other places to basically activate brown fat and constrict um, muscles in his core to basically heat his body and basically become um, a human heater where he has been able to sustain um, core body temperatures while being submerged in ice for a very long time which theoretically should be impossible and that's why when he was kind of I guess coming up or first getting attention, uh, I feel like in the 90s and 2000s, it was kind of baffling because some of the stuff he was doing was basically supposed to be impossible. And so he blew 
a lot of scientific studies out of the water and that's why he has actually um, because of the stuff he's done has technically and actually rewritten some of the scientific journals um, and scientific books on certain things and uh, my guess is there's just more to come in the future but I guess those are a handful of the records he's broken but like I said he's broken 26 I don't totally know all of them but that's a it's a rough handful uh, let me see if there's any others there's nothing else that I can think of but so he's been a part of several studies um, like I said someone's with his body temperature where he's been able to sustain uh, his internal heat without uh, I I guess without developing hypothermia um, and one recently in 2018 uh, which I think was in Michigan he was able to keep his body warm without doing his contractions and breathing which um well i guess is more complicated than that so the first day he did it out of the 74 subjects or however many there were it was the only one able to retain uh heat and then the next day they told him to stop breathing and doing the other stuff so that they can get a um more conclusive uh information and when they did that, his body temperature did drop dramatically like everybody else. On the third day, he actually went into it looking at it a little differently where he tried to use the power of the mind to basically control his body temperatures, which he hadn't necessarily done before in that sense. But he had, um, he had basically, uh, what was the best way? He looked at it in his own head as like, well, what made me able to do some of the stuff that I've done in the past and how I broke some of these records? And some of it was that I believed I could do it. So that's exactly what he did. He went in there and just kind of focused uh, his energy on trying to keep his temperature warm. And it turned out that when they got the results back, he was actually able to raise his body temperature by one degree um which is very very impressive so he, he's been able to do quite a bit i know there's more studies um one he actually got which i've for some reason kind of skipped over although i have this wrote down um he was actually able to uh reverse or prevent uh, his body from reacting to uh, an in injection of e coli um, which typically people respond to. So the first time he did it was on his own, and he ha had lower um, inflama inflammatory uh, markers in his blood, which basically allowed for inflammation caused by the virus and the body's response. And that would allow his body to basically fend off um, the virus better and not react to the symptoms as much and then they wanted him to basically reproduce the same effect but with more people so at the time 
he ended up training I think 12 under other individuals within basically a week and they came out to his place in Poland to uh, train in his method and to learn the breathing techniques and um, the meditation and all this stuff uh, to see if they could do the same thing he did when it came to the um, results with the E. coli. And I think it was within 10 days of knowing, basically starting it, they um, did the test and they ran it and the findings were very similar and that I think it was IL-6 and 8, which are certain um, markers in your blood that is released from certain parts of your brain to basically cause inflammation. Those numbers were lower and a different one was higher, which kind of allows your body not to um, basically get an inflammatory response to the disease or other other forms like that which is um, pretty crazy. Uh, I know he does talk about how he has skeptics and he's very aware of it. And a lot of this does seem very, uh, I guess, weird and um, hard to believe, which it definitely is. But the main thing he talks about, and I guess I would recommend to, I want to learn to do, or I want to do his technique more and kind of get into it and see see how it kind of affects me personally and he kind of said feel or says the same where it's like just kind of find your way into it and if if it's good for you and whatnot to do it and um which a lot of the stuff i guess does have some merit to to an extent and more and more studies have been done and eventually um it might be able to prove a lot more of of, of what he preaches uh, considering he did a lot of this basically on his own for the past 40 years he didn't really start getting uh, any recognition or noticed by any of this besides like the early 2000s so it took him a long time to uh, kind of get out of that and into the mainstream and his whole message is wanting basically uh, just an everyday person to be more or well to have the ability to kind of take control of their health and if they can do that through breathing and cold exposure and kind of affecting their bodies and doing things differently that he rather them do that than fall in line with the pharmaceutical companies because that's what he personally had seen with his wife where she dealt with depression and anxiety or depression and anxiety very very terribly and was prescribed medications and injections and a bunch of other um, pharmaceutical forms to try fixing this and that he uh, it, it didn't work so it kind of made him want to be able to bring a different form of I guess quote-unquote treatment or a way to help um, balance today's stress stresses which have never as a society we have never had um, until recently 
and basically go back to a more natural state in the sense of we can have an effect on our own well-being and by doing these things and forcing yourself to do stuff you don't like and kind of forcing your body to become um, I guess more primal in the sense of uh, giving it the old states of stress that this can help um, with the sense any sense of doing these things I mean it's been shown that because of cold exposure that people it actually lowers depression and and stuff like that that's been proven so a lot of this does have some merit to it in some way or another um, some of the stuff you might say there might still need to be plenty of studies done on it and he acknowledges that too and he talks about that in the book but I would recommend anybody to actually read this book to see what you think um, because it is it, it is very intriguing and considering uh, what, what he's been able to do and he's also 63 at this point and still doing a lot of this stuff daily and and just uh the amount of people he has been able to help and and this and that it's it, it is very very intriguing and um so i mean i'm probably gonna have my own curiosity with it and try to i guess experiment with it and see see how it makes me feel i mean i'm not necessarily saying that uh anybody should necessarily do it but i mean it never hurts to look but the whole way i i had found out about this person is through yes theory which i mentioned earlier and when they had uh, posted their original videos three years ago and probably about a 45 minute long video but they actually went to his um retreat in poland for three days or well four four days and they were supposed to be just doing the typical stuff um and just kind of doing a retreat with him like he normally does in group settings and all this and he basically took them and immediately threw them in, uh, threw them to the wolves. Uh, their first day, he decided to take them cliff jumping into um, ice water, uh, basically. I mean, it was in a Pol- Polish winter, and uh, that was basically his first t- challenge to kind of see, um, st- see the responses, and he didn't tell anybody at the time but he was trying to see the reaction and how they could uh, handle and deal with the um deal with it and he kind of because of who was there and how their whole mantra is seek discomfort and they're more adapt to doing some of the stuff like this he decided to kind of change it up on them um, the second day they actually went into the river and did a 10 minute ice bath which is not normal um, most people do like 3 minutes max I would say and he decided to do 10 minutes with them and you can get hypothermia and temperatures like that I think within 2 minutes 
So let's just say a lot of them were very skeptical and nervous and thought that this was crazy. They did do it. All of them did it. And they survived. Um, Which was kind of crazy to see these people go through something like that. And uh, even as some of them were very skeptical. And at that point, they had not learned his breathing techniques, which are supposed to, uh, I guess, because because of doing some of the stuff, is supposed to kind of alleviate um, some of the cold exposure and handle the temperatures a little better. So he kind of withheld that part of it um, at that point to kind of see what, what they would do and how they would do. So he... He kind of even said in that video, and when it came out, it kind of makes sense that he was using them as guinea pigs because he said he was involved in a recent study about uh, where he realized that you might be able to do some of this stuff just through the power of the mind, which would have been, I think, in the study he was involved in in Michigan in 2018, and they would have been over there, I think, in 2019. So he kind of used them as guinea pigs and did did some stuff to him because he was like well they've already kind of made their whole existence as a platform as seeking discomfort and just kind of forcing yourself to do stuff and using the power of their mind in general he tried making that the main focus so the on their third day uh it might have been after the the ice baths it might have been the third day something like that they ended up doing the breathing which um one of the guys did i think black out or have some form of uh physical response to the breathing which happens and uh so they did that and they got to experience that for a little bit and i think they were able to hold their breath for over two or three minutes which is pretty crazy um considering if you'd say that to anybody or like the only person you'd look at that could possibly do that is like a a, a free diver or uh, a navy seal not just your typical person so that in itself was pretty crazy and then the next day he took them to a local i guess quote-unquote local i don't know how local it was but a mountain to basically go hike up this mountain in boots and shorts. Kind of like he did on Everest, just um, I guess not as extreme, although I believe the mountaintop they did go to or tried to go to uh, ha- is known as the windiest mountain in Europe. So with the wind chill and everything else, it was like 90 or 90. It was like negative 30 degrees Celsius or some, something crazy like that because the wind chill... And it was a several hour hike and I don't think they were able to summit because of the weather conditions and the snow but they hiked up the majority of this mountain wearing boots and shorts which was kind of amazing and um, and then not only that year afterwards roughly about the time this book came out one of them from Yes Theory actually went back and stayed with Wim Hof for 24 hours 
he uh, kind of just experienced his life and went to his actual personal home and stayed there, which was kind of crazy. It was very, uh, a very unique place, that's for sure. Um, he has his own little uh, cliff jump into ice water. He has a little ice, uh, like a polar plunge. He has a sauna. He has a, uh, a basically a, he built and put in an industrial freezer um, in his property so he can go in there and just walk around in extremely cold weather and why he was there they did they did a lot of that um, he actually the guy from yesterday he had him do 11 minutes in the ice bath so I meant longer than he did than uh, than he had the previous time and they also walked in the freezer for over an hour, which I can't remember what temperature that was at and a bunch of other stuff. So it was very, it was very interesting. And it was some of the stuff he did, but I feel like part of his message is just basically trying to take control of your everyday situation by just being able to be more, connected with your body and um i feel like that's similar in the sense to what meditation is in general and it's so it's it's kind of like that and it's kind of like um i feel like it's similar to just being an athlete or working out in general is like you do some of these things to kind of get a better connection with your body and to develop better health and this and that so it kind of kind of in lines with with things like that and one of his whole main messages for this and wanting uh, people to read his book and to do the method or at least get into it is because he wants to be able to provide another way for people to deal with mental health and and all this stuff that the the regular typical society way of doing it especially in the western cultures which is just um take a medication hasn't necessarily always helped so he's trying to find basically a, a, a more natural harmonious way with your body to create something and um to keep yourself healthy which i feel like I kind of align with and I, I find very interesting because I don't necessarily like pharmaceutical companies majorly they've definitely done some amazing things but they also can be very shady and I do think in some situations trying to find a more natural or biological way to deal with certain um, situations or or um, just certain especially mental stuff is always uh, I feel like a little better than just taking a pill and trying to figure out and deal deal with it in other ways and find other outlets be that cold exposure and breathing like the Wim Hof method or in general just exercise and stuff like that and not only that they I think the Wim Hof method they do um, have an app as well so if anybody is curious it's, it is a free app so you can access that and kind of see and do some of uh, 
the techniques and practices to get a rough idea and do a, a walkthrough guide on the breathing. I do recommend anybody to read this book because it is very intriguing and I kind of see the life of a very um, unique individual with, uh, I feel like, a unique life story in general, but let alone a, a, an amazing message for humanity and what he wants to try to kind of provide to as many people as possible. And that one of those reasons was because when he was born, his mother basically, as she was trying to give birth to him, when she found out she was holding a second baby in her, um, that she promised God to make him a missionary. And he found that response not necessarily in the, the more typical missionary form of uh, Christian missionary, but in the missionary of this and kind of spreading his message to hopefully help people deal with anxiety and depression and mental health and and uh, chronic pain or anything like that. So it's very interesting and I, I wouldn't necessarily knock it until you try it kind of thing or, or stuff like that. But if you are interested, look into the book, find it on Amazon, download the app and check that out. But I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Um, it was a little different, like maybe a little rough start trying to get into it a little bit. Um, hopefully I went through a lot of this pretty well. There was a lot of information in this book for being as small as it was. It's not necessarily a super large book, but trying to put this out in uh, an audio form without necessarily just respelling uh, or just spilling out all the information that was in the book, but also try to connect it and uh, put it in a more formatted sense and, and hopefully make it fairly digestible for you guys as best as I can. Um, I hope it turned out all right, and hopefully you guys did enjoy listening, and hopefully you look into it kind of see what you think and make up your own, own opinion on, on this in general. But... I hope all you guys did enjoy, and if so, please like and subscribe on YouTube, follow the Instagram.